Welcome to Streaming Quick Thoughts, where we stream our thoughts on trending topics. My name is Nathan. And I'm Daniel. Welcome to our podcast. So, Dan, I kind of wanted to get your quick impression because The Mandalorian has new episodes finally being released, but only one at a time, one per week again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Disney, as per usual, is going to spoon feed us this series as opposed to dropping it all like other platforms do. So I can tell you that I deeply enjoyed this first episode of season two. I want to talk about this. And I'm thinking because we're receiving these one a week, there's probably going to be a few more times that we want to talk about what just happened in Mandalorian. So in this following series of bonus episodes of streaming quick thoughts we're probably going to have to put a big old spoiler warning at the beginning of each one just to let the audience know yeah (laughs) if you haven't watched the latest episode of the mandalorian pause go watch it and come back yeah we're probably going to spoil it for you if you don't unless you don't care about that in which case stick around so daniel biggest surprise or biggest thing that you really liked about the return of mando the biggest surprise Seeing freaking Timothy Oliphant and being officially part of the Star Wars universe. (laughs) (laughs) That was my biggest surprise. (laughs) I think The Mandalorian has become popular enough with the first season that you're going to see a lot of actors that really want to maybe see if they can use this to cut their teeth on Star Wars. And I'm thinking we're going to see more big name special guest stars for just like one or two episodes. Which I am so excited to see who else are going to get. Because they got freaking Timothy Oliphant. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited to see who else they got. The thing that I really enjoyed about this is this show definitely demonstrates Jon Favreau's love and respect for all the things of Star Wars that have come before him. Not just the existing movies, but also the expanded universe legend properties. Absolutely. You know, the more I see of Jon Favreau in both the writing and the directing of him, it really makes me want to see another MCU film by Jon Favreau. Yeah. But the more I see on this, I'm like, wait, he's making sure that anytime the Tusken Raiders are traveling, they're traveling in single file to hide their numbers. He (laughs) brings out the Cryot Dragon, a rather dangerous Tatooine creature that is only ever mentioned in the Legends Expanding Universe. And not only that, he makes the Tusken Raiders very eager to work with their supposed enemies in order to kill it and shows the reason why is how much they value capturing that Cryot Dragon Pearl. Yeah. I mean, these are all things that are very true to the expanded universe, but you don't necessarily need to have an intimate understanding of the expanding universe to understand and appreciate it for this show, which is what I think he's doing so well with. Yes. Absolutely. I will agree with you on that. As someone who is has some knowledge on Star Wars, but not a deep knowledge of the franchise and the series, it is absolutely amazing to see all of these elements being portrayed so well in a way that's accessible to people. And like you said, just giving you the ability to appreciate what all of these elements bring that can be appreciated both as a complete noob to Star Wars, to someone that has this intimate knowledge of all of this lore on Star Wars. And I think that that's basically what Disney does with Marvel as well, right? It's kind of give it that same treatment of being accessible to people. Absolutely. And I think he is accomplishing that. And so far, I almost have the confidence to give him Kevin Feige's job over the Star Wars universe. (laughs) 
John Favreau is showing that promise for sure. I'm not gonna lie. Now, what did you think of the return of Boba Fett Sarmer? <laughs> I thought that was a very interesting addition to the story. There's a lot of questions, I think, that leaves open, right? It leaves question open, like, how did the Jawas get Boba Fett's armor out of the Sarlacc pit? Does that mean Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit as he did in the Expanded Universe and, for one reason or another, abandoned or lost his armor? But at the same time, they understand they don't need to go in a lot of detail over the minutia of that story. You know where the armor was last seen, and now you have the armor again. Yeah, I think that how they integrated that was really well done, I think, in the series. It was unexpected. It was a really cool surprise to see that. The way they handled it, I thought, was really good. I also really appreciated that he kept in the fact that Boba Fett's jetpack had a hair trigger on the ignition switch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only this time, instead of accidentally being set off by a blind man, Mando purposely set it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thereby saving his life. What is your biggest hero moment? I mean, come on. The biggest hero moment has got to be when Mando came out of the crate Dragon's mouth. Oh, that was so gorgeous. The electricity taser that he was using to get it to spit him out. As he's flying out with his jetpack. I want a screenshot of that to put on my desktop, man. That was a beautiful shot. Right. <laughs> that was a really good shot. And they really up the Andy when it comes to visual effects in this in this episode, in this new season. Yeah, the Cryhead Dragon looked amazing. It looked really good. And they had such a great use of it coming and disappearing. And it's like, oh man, I hadn't been this much on the edge of my seat since I was a little kid watching Tremors. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was really well done. I think that, I mean, when you think about the challenges of doing monsters like these in daylight, because you also have to remember that, right, is that for visual effects, daylight is one of the biggest enemies that you have. This is why, for example, what we do in the shadows, you know, visual effects were so great is because most of them were filmed in the dark. It is very easy to hide imperfections when you have a bunch of shadows being cast on your object. But when you don't have very many shadows and you have like just sunlight, there's a lot of extra work that has to be done in order to get everything right, to look very realistic, especially. How they were able to accomplish this, amazing. And it just speaks to the level of quality in terms of production value for this series, for this new season, which seemed like Disney was like, let me just cut you a bigger check you know, <laughs> right? for, for the visual effects. Yeah, and I thought it was amazing. I like the fact that they are showing the character growth for Bando himself Because in the first season, he's all anti-droid everything. Yeah. Then at the end, IG-11 ultimately proved itself as a worthwhile individual. Because he always hated droids. They killed his family. They left him buried under rubble until the Mandalorian saved him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now, here's one droid that was redeemable in his mind. So when we cut back to him coming to Tatooine, she's ordering her droids to stay away. And he's like, you know what? Maybe those droids are fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Give it a look over. Get me up and running. You're right. And and seeing that growth, for sure, being represented in there was great. And not only that, but the relationship he had with the kid, right? It was already, you know, a, a more established relationship. The kid just knowing what to do, you know? Like, he's just like, I got this. We're about to 
blow some stuff up. So let me just shut my thingy and you do your thing, you know? And it's like, (laughs) I don't need to see this. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that was something else I really appreciated. That was the most excited point I had from the trailer for season two Mm -hmm. was seeing him look at Mando about to start a fight. I was like, I don't need to see this and hit his button and hide into his little hovering carriage. Yeah. (laughs) I really appreciated the fact that that was a scene from the first episode, even the first act of this new season, mm-hmm. which means there is a lot that is coming that we currently have very little expectation as to what seat. There's a few things that are still out there, like who was the mysterious woman in the cloak, yep. but overall, there's very little in the way of spoilers that have already come to us, either by leaks through rumors or actors talking on interviews or a promo company cutting a really bad trailer. Right. I think that the trailer we got was really good, and I think it didn't really do much in a way of spoiling a whole lot of stuff. I think it just kind of more set up the tone and set up what to expect, right? Which is just a lot of really cool stuff. And I was so excited for the first episode because I love this show. You know, I wanted to see more of it. And what we got was just exactly what I wanted. I was really happy with it. One of the things, you know, at the end of the credits, you know, speaking, you know, going back a little bit to casting, John Leguizamo was Gore Koresh. Huh. I missed that one. That's nice. (laughs) It's just like, what? At the end, I was like, wait a minute. John Leguizamo is also part of the Star Wars universe now? What is happening? (laughs) Ah, so crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, for that, it's just biggest question looking forward to next week that we can maybe end on. Yeah, who is that guy? Who's that guy on the hill? Who was that guy? I was hoping you could tell me. He clearly does not look like a good guy. I know some of the rumors and I'm not I'm not buying the rumors yet. Right? I mean, for me, it's more like, is this a good guy or a bad guy? I'll tell you what, if anyone out there knows or believes that they know exactly who this guy is, tell us on Facebook at Streaming Thoughts and on Twitter at Streaming Geek. All right. So again, this may be one of possibly other episodes or streaming quick thoughts specials on Mandalorian. We can't promise that we're going to follow this series every week, but if we can, we will try to because we both are just enjoying the heck out of this show and I just can't wait for more. Best Space Western yet. I'm looking at you, Firefly yeah. plans. <laughs> That's right. Love has been dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Fight him on Twitter or Facebook. And with that... This has been Nathan. And this has been Daniel. Thank Thank you for for listening. listening.